So today I have with me Anintha Niyogi. She's been a Kathakar for 30 years. She's a passionate Bengali with an innate connection to good rhythm and song. Anindita Di, how are you? I'm good. How about you, Pramit? I'm, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm working on this part because I, as a result of my conversations, I'm working on this thing with Kathak in Pakistan and there's been a lot of people who've been interested in discussing. So that's, that's going to be one of my, one of my side projects. So Anindadi, just wanted to get into it with you since you've been in this field for so long. So, and you know, they say that you, sometimes people say that you just need to work hard and you'll make it. But according to you, what does it take to make it in Kathak? It is a difficult question and the journey, you know, two dancers have, doesn't have share a same journey. It depends upon which family you are in and, you know, how you have been brought up. But if generally speaking with people who have no background and who doesn't have a lot of godfathers in the industry, it takes a lot of determination, hardships, and yes, a lot of passion for the art. I mean, you need to really love this to really withstand all the struggles which it offers along with the peace and calmness and tranquility that this art of. So yes, uh, as a dancer, I can say, you know, it's journey uh, is all depending upon how you, how much you are involved into the art and what you exactly want to get out of it. A career, us, you know, just, just uh, a passion. I mean, depends upon what your goals are and your journey depends. Okay. And what would you, and in terms of when we talk about marketing yourself in Kadak, since I've noticed that you've had a large number of press releases and articles and everything. So what have you found from a Kathaka's perspective helps when it comes to marketing? Yes, that's a very good question. And that's why I always tell my uh, fellow dancers and the ones who want to take up this as an art. So they need to really have this good communication skill built up until unless you can market yourself and channelize what exactly you feel and you have real good words to tell the other person who basically doesn't have doesn't have any background in arts, you need to know uh, a good you need to have a good hold on the communication skills because maybe you are a great dancer but you don't have the ability to express yourself in words and that way you will not be able to market yourself and that has happened to countless number of dancers who were really brilliant but didn't channelize themselves the way they should so for every young dancer who wants to take up this as a profession they need to know what exactly they need to have in order to speak out to the media press releases, brochures. So most of the time when I do things with the press people, I write my story. I give them the pointers. I tell them to be specific about what they're asking. So there's a lot of back, you know, background work which goes in from a dancer standpoint to really make it to, the, to a good article. Otherwise, they will write something. Most of the facts would be wrong. So yes, you need to really have a good, uh, you know, hold on the communication. It is very important for every dancer. So education is must. Though you will say that she's all also uh, already learning dance. Why does why does she need education? It's also a part a kind of education. But given the kind of economy involved in the Indian dancing world, it is important to have certain kind of degree to fall back upon. And in return, the education degree helps you to channelize your communication skills in the right way if you if you at the end of the day decide to take up this as a profession you need to have your education background sound which helped in my case okay and you mentioned uh, uh, going through the process of with uh, working with the interviewer could you give us an example where you had to work extensively with an interviewer and you got a good result in the end yes i remember there was a girl uh, she was uh, this very known hindi magazine I don't want to take the name of the magazine, but it's, it's one of the widely read in, the, in India. 
and this girl was totally kind of completely blank about art she doesn't know what abcd of art now this kind of when this kind of journalist are appointed to take up your interview because it, because the magazine has asked her or him to take up so this is a problem they will ask you very stupid questions very very stupid questions and sometimes they will derail from going to the art they will talk about us sometimes they ask me uh, what is the life in us like so see this is not a related question to a dance person so you have to work really hard with them to ask them that be specific you are talking about my dance work my productions my projects how am i trying to channelize my art in a different foreign land but what they exactly want to know is how is your life in america how is the government what is the difference between india and us so this is these are the some of the problems and challenges a dancer may face if your interviewer is not sound in art and uh, you know fine arts or performing arts so you will find a lot of lame uh, journalists to work with so yes you need to have your background work ready and you have to kind of bring that person back to the topic and say ask me these questions and not those questions because that way your article will lose relevance otherwise and finally you will say the outcome will be uh, completely different from what exactly the article was um, was meant to be so in this case uh, coming back to this uh, hindi magazine i was able to work with her for next two hours of our interview after the interview was done she wrote it i dictated her and do this 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 especially the factual things not other things the factual things so that she writes it to the best of her capabilities and really the article came much better than i expected so yes you have to do your groundwork with the journalist sometimes that's amazing that you did that so and did you have to did you see yourself towing the line between like not hurting their ego and also making oh, sure that you yeah. get oh yeah so that you know i have a communications degree i'm a indian institute of mass communication pass out so i i work briefly with the newspapers so i know how things work you have to be very polite you have yeah you have to be very polite that you are not hurting the ego in any way and say oh you are so good at it but yeah uh, you know if you write about it it will be better your readers will be much more uh, you know be able to understand how art and crafts work in different part of the world so yes it's 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 a diplomatic way of talking to them so you that's what i said you need to have your communication skills back at hand if you really want to interact with your audience with your guru with your teammate fellow mate uh, production uh, unit or uh, media these are all part of your if you have really taken up the challenge of becoming a professional artist yes you have to learn this there's no we're going you know without this all right so you mentioned a communications degree and so say if someone did want to focus on kathak as a career which which and which dig which which education degrees do you feel gel well with kathak in the terms of making it a long term prospect uh i think one can uh, you know go to you know literature english is a very important language i think one should know uh work at least working english language it's like you are there in us and you we are talking in english so like i am explaining myself in english this much ability should be there when it comes to language abilities and they can go with humanities any subject of humanity from political science to psychology these kind of subjects really help us to understand the anthropology of human kind and that helps us to build up stories of human interest because i am a kathakar so it gives us a better perspective better hold of human emotions and abilities so yes these kind of humanity subject political science psychology uh, psychiatry or uh, history these kind of subjects are really good if you really want to take up dance as a profession even hindi even a literature degree with a uh, you know specialization in english 
communication journalism english journalism uh you know pr these are good good degrees for a dancer yes okay and that really puts but puts it in perspective i hope that information helps someone down the line and <laughs> i guess coming to that now right now you're based out of wisconsin right right so could you tell us a little bit about the place you're in and how it was before you came in there in terms of the awareness of kathak so the awareness of kathak has really built up in this area so where i stay is the end of the wisconsin and on the border of michigan and when i came here because it's a most of like a hunter town so mostly they are into fishing and hunting that's all the culture here is so not a very thriving even their uh, local uh, culture so it was a very hard work so what i did is i started reaching out to the schools i started reaching out to the colleges uh, local colleges and uh, local festivals uh, because they have lot of county festivals country festivals so, and uh, you know when you try to market it in a way they understand so in a way that you don't alternate the authenticity of the art but yeah try to sell the old wine in a new bottle i think that works and that approach worked for me too and mostly the compositions i took didn't have any words because just i told you in the beginning that i have this uh, you know innate connection with the music so i took world music and it did great now people know about gungrus here people know about spains they know there's a dance form from india which has a lot of stomping and a lot of footwork so i credit myself for that that yes indian art has been taken by the tv's channels here uh later i was into the master series uh, by the lawrence university one of the biggest universities in univer- you know wisconsin which have great degrees in music they have a conservatory and uh, the next performance after me was that of uh, you know barishnikov's daughter shura barishnikov so that dance series and i was also in the master classes for university of chicago so yes i really traveled a long path and frankly speaking nobody helped me but it was my education which helped me really i i i am thankful to my education that it really showed me the way when i was in a yes it is difficult but not impossible okay so and correct me if i'm wrong so if you're talking about a hunting and fishing culture that sounds to me like it's more of a rural america yes it is and a rural so which means you don't have the support of a south asian population to help no, you no 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 not at all so how so how did you start marketing kathak to rural america how did you appeal to their sensibilities i understand so, you yeah so yes yes so the thing is i knew i had a challenge and a challenge and given the visa and immigration system right now since last 5 years it is so hard to change your location just to be in a comfort zone so yeah let's say my life would have been much easier if i would have been in chicago or maybe indiana or you know in a major city but that was not given to me so i said okay if it is what it is then really i have to take a different path so what i did was i started reaching out to indian organizations uh, indian organizations were okay yeah they they were okay with that but you know you really need to work upon the area you are in so what i did is i started you know going out to local uh, studios dance studios uh, within my 100 miles of radius and then i started reaching out to the universities i reaching out to the local community colleges and uh, of course i was always reaching out to the major uh, you know outlets but it was very important to also get a support from library from schools from colleges these are the places where exactly you have to start to showcase your art then the problem was i also started reading about how other dancers have done it 
so i found most of the indian dancers went to school with absolutely indian dance in a indian setup like let's say they went and did krishna and radha and the you know students did not enjoy it at all so i understood this part is not going to work so what I, what homework was first how to reach out to the local population what they like what kind of dressing sense they like is there a scope i can make changes in my art to suit their taste buds not to change it but then again have you have to make little changes then what kind of things you can do with kindergartens what kind of things you can do with the first graders second graders middle school high school everybody has different preference so from changing the idea of kathak as an ethnic art to kathak as a mainstream classical art it's a it's a big journey it's a long journey and we are not there yet but the process has begun so it is still a lot of work for me but i am happy to tell you that if you ask anywhere in the five seven counties i live in i mean the vicinity county they can all say what is kathak and they can all say they all know my name and they know that a girl who does a lot of spinning and a lot of uh, metal bells and things yes they send me cards so yes it has been a long journey pramit 5 years but i think i am somewhere i am somewhere i have been able to at least establish a ground for the dance for indian dance yes because another problem is bollywood they think bollywood and kathak and bharatnatyam they all are same they only know bollywood so that is another challenge we face as a dancer to kind of single out that no we are not bollywood we are a classical dance form just like ballet so it's it's a hard sell so in a way our country has also contributed in a destruction of the indigenous and uh, you know classical arts uh, that's amazing that you've been able to like lead such a grassroots movement i live in indiana so i i can't fathom doing kathak here in a population of 50000 people and the fact that you've been able to do something that's amazing and thank you i guess so now that you're 5 years in you have a presence you have some name and and some fame where do you see yourself taking the art form next when it comes to wisconsin next to wisconsin we have already i am already now the secretary for wisconsin dance council we are working with the dpi you know department of public instruction mm-hmm. to make you know uh, dance is a major art form and get credits for it uh we uh, you know you can see regular feature of kathak in the uh, newsletters uh, done by the wisconsin dance council dance council is working since 1960 and is headed by the da- dance chair of university of milwaukee dr miss uh, simoni ferro she is the you know uh, you know president and uh, when i joined i started putting lot of stress on indian art so the newsletters have changed from being ballet centric and modern contemporary dance centric to Da- Indian dance centric. So, Pramit, what exactly the problem is? Other than few dancers like Ananya Chatterjee or uh, you know uh, Rita Mustafi, they are the ones who have tried to experiment with the for you know uh, local American dancers. Until unless you take that step forward and start collaborating with the other dance companies of other origins, Indian dancers have largely been in their community. and that has made the selling of the art itself very difficult they really have to step out of that comfort zone and start making differences for the art by channelizing uh, you know your energy and your uh, ground work into a different uh, atmosphere like when i speak about kathak in a ballet atmosphere or a modern dance kathak is getting known to other dancers if that is not happening then it's a shame for all the artists and next 10 years it will be very hard to sell on only students you may get is only of indian origin and i don't know how long will they continue so as indian dancer we need to really step out of the 
zone and start working with collaborating with other dancers not only with the flamingo ones i have seen kathak dancer all the time working with the flamingo ones we really come out of flamingo zone too you have to work with the you know mainstream uh, ballet and uh, modern contemporary dancer but kumi ben has done uh, aditi mangal das ji has done you have to really work on those forums to make dance in kathak dance as a mainstream dance lot of work is to be done we are still not there the flamenco zone is a wonderful term and that thank you for coining that um i guess uh, so it says now that i understand where you are where you going do you see yourself establishing yourself long term in wisconsin or would you like to pick up another area in america move there and do it? given me a chance i will definitely yeah. go to a city setup because you know okay. art always thrives in the city setup and that's mm-hmm. true for any country also not only right. america any country okay but yeah i have i have learned a lot of things i have really strengthened my communication skills learning from the locals and that helped me because i i was i was not given any choice and when you are not given any choice you will fight against all odds in the face of adversity so i am happy i did that and i have no remorse that i am in a rural area because there is so much to learn when you when the comfort zones are not around you understood and you touched upon this a little bit in terms of what kathakas need to do next but uh, could you expand a little bit about what are the current issues in making kathak mainstream at large first is the hard work which you have to put see the hard work has not been put in a way we still think our client is indian people that's a problem and uh, that's why because of this uh, you know uh, attitude for over the years indian dancers have lost marketability so indian dance means ethnic categories and that's what i said folk category it might get da- you know you might see a kathak dancer dancing after a indigenous dancer maybe uh, you know native american folk dance and after that only kathak comes so that is where exactly you have put kathak you'll never see a ballet performances coming after that kind of uh, ethnic festival but that's what has happened with the indian dance not only kathak every dance has got that uh, you know label stereotypical label that it's an ethnic dance so first work is to find the marketability for the marketability you really have to work on the social media presence you have to really work on the costumes lights so basically we are talking about glamorizing the entire event that anybody of any part of the world just like hollywood did hollywood has a biggest market even even if it is an english uh, you know movie movie uh, market it has taken over the entire world but how come they are doing it because of the kind of glamour it has because of the kind of screen plays they have so that's the same thing and as at a um, uh, minor level i mean in at a microscope uh, macroscopic level uh, microscopic level you have to do that micro level may you have to work on those stuff to channelize and uh, make a brand out of it first is brand promotion in today's world without making it a brand you cannot sell anything so brand promotion is foremost important a M- lot of glitz lot of glamour needs to be added in terms of best sets better costumes better uh, aging of the dancers it's not like you are 60 year old you are playing a role of 30 year old girl these kind of things don't sell even if you are a very senior dancer you need to know i don't fit into the uh, character of the role i am portraying i let's say in romeo juliet so if i become a juliet and uh, the juliet's age should be 15 those things don't work so when audience come they are in shock and they don't enjoy your show and even if the dance was very good the show itself was a flop so these kind of things needs to be done and uh, just like the broadways we need to work upon it we we know we don't have funds but at least if even if we strive for the 20% glamorizing our events i'm telling you within the next 5 years we will see a different uh, you know uh, glamour 
attached to the Indian dance. I think that we need to glamorize the entire thing. It's very important to have that paparazzi. Um, yes. So in terms of the current uh, Kathak scene, in terms of glamorizing and creating a brand, who are the people you think are doing it right? Who could be an example to the people who are trying to learn? You, if you see New York Kathak Festival, see how, how beautifully they have created the brand. They started very small. But they were so good in creating the brand. Within a year, their Instagram followership grew from 500 to 12,000. And every day they come up with newer ideas, uh, newer, uh, last time it was uh, in black, this time you can see yellow, different colors they're using. Instagram presence is excellent. They're trying on YouTube. They're going with the merchandising of the system. So I think those young brains did a fabulous job, fabulous job in, uh, you know, cre- creating um, beauty of Kathak. Like, and I don't think any other uh, you know, organization has done so, be- uh, you know, such a great work. Kathak Festival has really blown me away. Very, very nice. Very nice. And just a team of young people of your age. And they are not even dancing. They're dancers themselves. They are not dancing. But the way they managed everything, the three-day festival, selling it out, marketing it, social media. So you see not only the dances, but the groundwork which goes behind promoting those dances is huge. And you need to have a lot of expertise on those things. You need to have a good visual skill, editing skill, music skill. So other than dancing part, there are other things to think about also. It's not just it's not just a cinema and screenplay, but the entire cinematography which goes into make a movie hit. Same goes with the dance. That's why they are all they all come under the bigger umbrella term of art. Art needs to be glamorized. Art needs to be uh, promoted and uh, branded, and you know has to have some sort of uh, brightness. That's mm-hmm. what I or my take is yes awesome and since you mentioned the new york Kathak festival that's kind of where i came across you because uh, my first interview was sharmila sharmaji who taught me what a kavit was when right. i put it on youtube your link came up and you were reciting a kavit uh, oh. like performing one. Oh, that's sweet uh, so could you tell me a little bit about your experience performing at the new york Kathak festival what was that like when you did that. I did not expect anything, but they were so courteous when they reached out to me and everything was like on spot. They they knew what they're doing. They were very focused. So when we went there, they were able to get Maharajji. They did three to four parallel workshops. Uh, although, you know, I know they had issues with, you know, uh, with the logistics and the time constraints, which uh, Alvin Eiley had on them. Like after this certain point of time, you cannot have anybody inside the auditorium. Those kind of stuff, devouring that. They managed it so smoothly. They streamlined the process so beautifully that none of the dancers felt left out. And after even the shows were done, they were courteous enough to come back to you, say thank you, sending you thank you notes, and then sending you t-shirts and their own uh, products. And then constantly be in contact that, Anandita Didi, we want something from you. Can you do this for us? Can you do that for us? We will do the editing for you. So this kind of uh, promotion they provided to every dancer well, uh, is beyond words. And my experience with this team has been fabulous. I've been to Delhi International Art Festival. I have been to many other dance and art festivals, but I've never been, I've never seen such a professional take uh, on Kathaks. Something I'm, I'm yet to see. I'm yet to see. And you know, the thing is, they're not biased. Another biggest thing I need to tell you that most of the time the panels are biased for dancers they already know which dancers they need to pick here the process was very uh, transparent and neutral I don't know what will happen after five years but as of now the process remains completely neutral that is a great thing about Kathak festival that's awesome and I guess I asked this to Tarekanaji as well since he performed and right. 
Okay, so to uh, usually you're performing in ter terms of an audience who don't who aren't Kathakas themselves, but in NYKF you were performing to an audience of Kathakas. Was right, that different right. for you or how did that feel? Oh, that was a big pressure and especially when Maharaji, it's a dancer's dream to dance in front of such a veteran. I mean, I had no words. You can say it was a bucket list item which I struck off because I never thought that in America I will be dancing in front of him because he is something you cannot even reach in India. So that was a very, very big moment for me as a dancer. I mean, to see him up so I've seen him numerous times up so close, but dancing in front of him that to solo where Shashwati Didi is present. I mean, that that was a moment to moment. I will all you know till my life. I will cherish that. That's a big, very big thing. He's a he's a he's a he's a different man. He's a he he's a you know uh, not only veteran. He's a master of the art, and you don't find those people uh, you know taking birth on earth. That kind of people they are celestial beings. Sometimes I say they they can read rhythm, they can speak rhythm, they see rhythm, they see music. That kind of man. So yeah, it's a it's a one of a lifetime of achievement. I will say it's a it's a it's a prize in itself. So yes, that was a very big take of the New York Kathak film. Yeah. It was a very big takeaway. Yeah. And so, so I've only seen a small snippet. So could you tell, uh, so once you found out that you're going to perform, how could you tell us a little bit about what you performed and what went into the background and figuring out what you were going to do and how much you had to practice for it and all of that? Right. So what I was like, I know I had to play on my strength. So what exactly I started with, I know Maraji does not like too many chakras. He has always said time and again that he doesn't like chakras and and somehow he thinks that art is getting destroyed in this lameness of having a very uh, emotionless uh, portrait of movement. And I know, I no offense to anyone, I knew half of the dancers will try to do that same chakras and same skillful, uh, you know, that, I mean, a technically very brilliant dance. But what Maharajji always focused on was the softer side of the dance. And that's why I started my dance with the uh, Anushka Shankar's, uh, you know, um, Indian Summer. Last year is very well known because last year I already have a lot of beats. Now here my sense of again that music uh, came in. It, this particular Indian Summer was I think in Kirwani. Rag Kirwani has, a, has pathos. So Rag Kirwani is a kind of rag which has notes in Spanish music. That's why it, it, whenever, you know, you will hear that. If you are in a bad mood or a sad mood, you know, tears will just flow out. So that always happens with Indian summer. So I took that as my uh, uh, dance to build up on. And then I created the movements on the piano and the uh, sitar. And I created like a, a woman is in a, a forest and she is enjoying the aura and ambience while individually enjoying it. Nobody is there around. She is internalizing the entire beauty of the forest. And that's how... I showed the Shringar. I, he's a big fan of Shringar. So that's where I started. And then last five minutes, I did the technical stuff, which was because I have been a student of Raju Guruji also. So I took the Drutlai of Tintal and showed um, Gatnikas and footwork. And I ended up with a chakra. So my take on the entire presentation was to have a breathing space of Shringar and softness of the dance as a Kathakar. And then ending it with the technicality. That katha should not be always about technicality. It needs to have that kathakar element. So that's what my take was on katha. And I think I was well received. Yeah, could you tell me a little bit? Uh, so since you're amongst an audience of your peers now that you've performed, what was the feedback like from them? What did you? What did they say? They, yeah, you know, uh, surprisingly to say, and they they said that you were 
you were like a twilight because everybody was like taking chakras and doing tatkar and but you, your facial expression your flow of the movements and your graceful the graceful word was the biggest uh, you know compliment i received from almost everybody and you were so graceful you were so graceful anandita this is something we normally miss in the dance these days that you were able to really get hold of the emotions you were portraying through your face so i think that's what kathak really needs to focus on somewhere because normally ballet dancing and uh, you know these uh, american dancers don't have any expression on their face kathak has it and kathak has it very naturally unlike odissi or bharatnatyam which has a lot of drama in that kathak is very uh, what do you say spontaneous what you are feeling naturally you can show it in dance and people will just connect to you that's what the beauty of kathak is it's 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 not dramatic it's 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 just very flowy with the movement and that's what i focused on and that was my strength and i worked on it so this is what i my take was when i did the kathak since facial expressions are a big part in kathak what mm-hmm. do kathakas do when they're in a big auditorium where you know that people won't be able to see your facial expressions is there a way to that's compensate for that or so that's a good question see some of the time there are big which shows your uh, you know because it, see the times are changing so you have a lot of led screens up where you can see up close the dancers what they are doing but in case if you don't have that thing so i will say take music uh let's say you are in america so here the lyrics part does not help you much because normally they don't understand what you are depicting the best part is first you say tell people what they may expect when you are dancing second take music they can also connect to like let's say sitar sitar is an inter- international instrument so the strings attaches them if you hear mohan veena these are lounge so the lounge music is something every westerner or in every other part i mean other asians and other kind of diverse audience can understand so you really need to be very picky about the kind of music you are doing what is your uh, you know uh, screenplay are you going mythological way if you are going mythological way then see shobha ji or shriram bharati kalakinds production or shridevi nirtales production so you need to see what is your screenplay which way you are going are you going contemporary are you going authentic are you going traditional what exactly where are you going but main thing is you need to have good music and uh, when the facial expressions are not clear then at least your movements should clearly portray what you are showing you need don't don't be have lot of drama in your face but because kathak is not at all about it but uh, you know your body movements need to portray everything you want to understood and so obviously like the new york kathak festival is not your first performance right. uh, you've had a body of performances and wanted to get a little bit into that uh, what are the performances you've done over the years that you're really proud of that you'd want to discuss yeah so when i was 18 i went to state of stuttgart i was in germany i did i i have been most of the t- part of the time i've been solo on uh, then i have complete you know uh, danced in uh, you know uh, almost everywhere in uh, india i have danced in kathak fest i mean kathak kendras festival i have danced in uh, biju maharaj paramparas festival i have done uh, numerous shows in kamani auditorium then uh, when i came to states i have done uh, in uh, you know uh, bagc with vishwamohan pandit vishwamohan bhat I, i shared stage with him in bagc then i did uh, you know i did my recital in memphis i did it in uh, uh, kimberly clark i worked with uh, you know indus of fox valley i danced for um, uh, i mean there was one festival i don't remember it was in chicago we did and then i did a uh, lot of performances for different organizations so uh, my 
understand you know i was supposed to be also uh, in the list of uh, that what you say black box uh, performance better ki series but uh, i was supposed to do but that was called off because of the covid stuff so yeah i it's like i've countless performances to my credit but uh, you know some of the things which comes to your experience comes only with when you are dancing when you're dancing in multiple stages every stage teaches you something so that is what you uh, imbibe your in your uh, dance career and then thrive on that so mm-hmm. i have been all over the i have been all over the country i have traveled you know i uh, whether i have not i don't remember whether i have mentioned it or not i was also part of indian raga so i went to san diego i worked with their dancers so that was a different uh, uh, you know experience as well dancing with other genres okay uh, we did for a, sorry i could yeah, you just tell ahead. me a little bit about indian raga i'm not aware of them yeah so indian raga does a lot of uh, you know what what their focus is completely working on indian uh, music and collaborating with uh, on all the indian people but they have mastery on different genres some are good in violin some are good in guitar some are good in carnatic vocal and so what they do is they combine the genres and come up with something interesting so my work was on parallelis so i took bithavans parallelis and i said let's do something on it and we were able to show a social media issue uh, how people are getting disconnected in real life and uh, connecting more on the virtual world we did that kind of social just uh, social issue and then i also worked like kesariya balma padharo mare we tried to incorporate kathak kalbeliya and uh, uh, you know uh, a ghumar into uh, you know uh, mand into this particular rajasthani mand so we did this so we did quite a lot of experiment as a dancer with different genres and indian raga has done a credible job on that uh so yeah i have been all over the country doing different kind of stuff right now i will be doing uh, you know another uh, project with mandala arts in chicago and uh, it has been supported by the consulate of india uh, chicago and uh, it will be up for display in november 7th i also worked for the, uh, i also danced for delhi international art festival in their uh, you know there was the last festival they did uh, last to last year i was there then i was in katak mahotsav i was in uh, jadev mahotsav So yeah in India and America I have you know performed a lot yes it has been a very a very happening journey that's awesome uh so the which brings to my next question so as a performer when you're looking at places to perform mm-hmm. what are the aspects that an organizer an audience the city the place can offer you that will make you want to go back there again what are the experiences that make you want to go back to a place and perform again there see there are two and three points first of all the respect you need to give respect is for most important you should not be like you came out of stage and they don't know you that kind of people are also there that should be there uh you know how you are treated as an artist second is obviously the money because uh, i always say don't dance for but sometimes you have to do it when the promotional aspect of a dancing uh, concert is better like in the case of uh, kathak festival when they were when they just started they were not able to give us a lot of remuneration and we did not demand it most of us did not demand it because we knew we also want to support kathak as a cause so we said okay we'll give it up but what they offered in uh, you know return was an amazing promotional aspect so that is also a way of getting it in kind and of course uh, we also see the lighting situations number of audience what kind of audience we will have if it's a very uh, personally speaking if it's an eating eating kind of place where you, people will just eat and see your dance i normally say no to it because you are kind of disrespecting an art 
because in my when i dance i say for that time please don't eat when i'm done you can do go ahead and so yeah you need to see all of them what is the mood of the dance are they really in a uh, situation really where they want to see a classical art or they just want to see a bhangra kind of thing see there are different uh, you know uh, environment for everything so if you're in a marriage and you do kathak kathak loses its relevance and importance and respect so you have to also see these kind of things whether it's a concert is it a cultural festival it's a, is it a diversity festival and at some places it's very important to have your art presence like a diversity festival let's say we have we were supposed to have one in uh, appleton on a large scale it was a diversity festival but different dances or different genres of from diff- around the world were coming but they had to call it off because of covid but here it was important for me to be there so that people can see and get entertained by different arts of the world. so these are very important pointers you have to take in consideration while saying yes to a organizer that what kind of program are you talking about you may have a marriage and you can ask me to dance but that in that marriage nobody is in a mood to see your kathak they are in a mood to drink or eat so better for a classical dancer to say no it's a better ground for a folk dancer or a bollywood dancer but not certainly for a classical dancer so yes say yes to the places where you think your art will be respected because if say you just go and perform you are basically showing yourself down you're stooping low from where you should be it is very important what you choose and i'm glad you brought about the issue of money and when money is not available exchanging value for value because that brings me to my next question uh, this is something i discussed with alena ji when i had her on the podcast uh, mm-hmm. over the years how have you balanced say creating more awareness versus say charging for your art which is and because your art has value so how have you done that over the years to make sure this is viable for you initially i did not charge because that at that time it was more important to showcase your art but gradually you will see when you create a name for yourself and people start liking your stuff at that point of and especially if the organizer on the other hand is paying it to every other dancer or artist you need to demand you need to demand that why why i am for free because then i am creating troubles for my fellow dancers because they will never be paid so i said pay because when you pay you take me seriously because you have invested something in me and that works out i put my foot down that i have to travel this much if there's a need of a hotel you have to give me the accommodation you have to give me the travel you have to give me i will see your budget if you are an ngo i will consider your budget if you are a, a private company i will consider your budget but yes you need to pay me you need to pay me because it's an art i have mastered over the years and if you think your audience are going to like it then please pay and you know what promise i have done i first send my videos and i tell them you first see it if you like it get back to me. because if you like it that means your audience will also like it so i get organizers all all kind of organizers across lines i get american organizers i get indian organizers i get even asian organizers maybe sometime three four organizations come together and ask me to dance so i ask them about uh, what is their budget if they're an ngo what kind of budget they may have if they are a private company what kind of budget they may have but you have to but before paying see my performance first if you have never seen my dance i request you to go online and see my dance and if you like it then come back to me and then we can discuss that's how i do you need to be polite but for, if you are not you're done and second thing is investment behind your own body i am i cannot say about the looks of people but definitely there is an there is an importance you need to put on your body you have to train it as a see you are going to earn from it so you need to have a certain body shape and body kind though i have made a video on body shaming but when i came to states i also understood it is very important as a dancer to take care of your body because when you are sick 
when you are not able to take care of your body at the another your dance will suffer and you won't be able to stretch dance for a long time because your body will not allow it and then marketability will over the years go down so that is very important that you understand it and you inculcate good behavior by yourself but yes stand up to somebody who is saying bad things about you on your body and making fun of you the uh, you know awareness should come in a positive way within you should not not be forced on you so i saw when i saw other dancers older than me having a great body great shape i thought it is something i also need to invest if i really want my dance to sustain long it is important so yes in both ways you need to market yourself and you also have to put a lot of effort on your own body on your own training to make yourself marketable then only you can put up this otherwise it is difficult. okay so now that uh, we've talked about investing in yourself so let's go on that a bit in terms of you know for me i guess i think about it in terms of diet and exercise and there might be more aspects to it so let's cover that a bit so in terms of exercise regimes programs you've tried over the years what have you found is the best fit for kathakers who want to balance doing rigorous training and they need like a fitness regime as well yeah they need to, i know everybody's busy and they don't have much time and i always say go for body pump or go for weight training basically the weight training because women has their pointers where they you know they tend to uh, gain weight on their hips and thighs and hands those are the places which are troublesome and what happens when you don't shape them you have trouble taking chakras yeah your upper body is heavier than your lower body sometimes lower body is heavier than your upper body so there is a disbalance of the equilibrium and that creates issue for your feet you will develop arthritis you will have bone malformations or osteoporosis so these kind of troubles may come in and secondly you need to really see what kind of food you are eating you need to eat clean you need to have a balanced meal you cannot just have everything so if you are taking a sugary drink you need to know how much calorie do i need to put in which is very much as a awareness i can see in america people are really aware of these stuff so they are very rigorous in their training so if you look at a ballet dancer you know you won't find a single ounce of extra fat on their bodies and when they do they just leave it they just leave the mainstream that's what exactly a kind of discipline gurus need to inculcate when they are young but for that they need to be perfect in their own sizes and shape because then the kids get a bad uh, idea and even if he can do it i can also do it but it's a glamour world see it's a performing art so arts means something which is exhibited when it is an exhibition then you may get all kind of audience somebody will say you are you look good somebody will say you look too fat somebody will say you look too ugly or you, you know we we know a lot of mean people are there in the world and you need to make yourself presentable you might not be the perfect one but at least invest in yourself invest in good cosmetics invest in good stuff invest in good food and respect your body respect your body that is very important i always say go for a body pump regime go it's a half an hour workout do some uh, you know beach body there are so many these days on uh, youtube where women can go and do it from the comfort of your home without having think having to think about that people are gazing her they can do so many things so this particular one hour you need to give it give to your body you need to see that your body is a temple and you cannot just abuse it the way you. so yeah and if if especially if you're a dancer people will talk about it because of the social media people have become vocal way too much than really needed sometime to the point of abusing people so trollers are there everywhere so be careful of what you're doing and do uh, at least respect your body respect your body if you really want to take dance as a profession you need to have certain kind of uh, you know aura to your personality that is important because okay. we want people 
center on your art and not your body i see and just wanted to touch a little bit about diet could you tell us a little bit about how you eat regularly and how if it changes when you come closer to a performance say yes yes i don't eat on the day of performance which is not a good habit though but okay. i don't out of anxiety you can say mm-hmm. every day is it's an anxiety and you don't feel like you will feel more full on that day that is why i try not to much on the at least 5 hours before the performances i am a tea tea holic i am a big tea holic i i it's literally, literally survive on tea so <laughs> that's not also a good thing but your diet should be calorie controlled take good food more uh, rich in uh, vitamins and uh, especially when you're gr- aging when you're aging women has lot of bones problems start taking calcium supplements d3 cholecalciferol cal- uh, these kind of supplements take it ne- uh, try to understand the needs of your body i have seen lot of women are mere ghutne mein dard hai i have arthritis i this should not be the problem with the dancers it is because over the years they have not feeded vitamins and uh, important minerals to their body so it is important that you do it right now if you're hearing me do it take care of your body do the exercises do the stretches normally indian dancers don't know how to stretch other than the yoga stuff they don't know how to stretch so their joints are locked so these things need to work on and when it comes to diet cut on your sugar intake cut on your cold drinks intake uh, any t- any type of carb intake you need to see what you are eating and check upon your sugar levels and diabetes otherwise you may turn into a diabetic lot of dancers are diabetic you know because of their drinking habits alcohol stay away from alcohol become an occasional drinker so these things you really have to do like like a singer cannot smoke so there are certain don'ts which you have to rigorously follow if you have already decided that i will be a profession there are certain uh, requirements and protocols of the profession like a like just like any actor or actress they have to maintain they have to maintain there's no other question that's interesting and that i used to think cuz uh, like for me tatkar is so rigorous i assume anyone who is a kathakar is doing so much tatkar that's enough cardio so this has been fairly eye opening for me <laughs> and i guess last thing about when you talk about health i wanted to discuss with you injury and joint prevention you touched upon it a little bit since right. we use our limbs so rigorously what kind mm-hmm. of stretches and things have you found which help with joint injury prevention i always say like do the yoga stretches all the yoga stretches very important like they, there is a you know a trainer called debbie sebers and she has done an entire uh, 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 video on how to do stretches it's a half an hour stretch you have to pull your you know uh, calf muscles and your hamstrings these are locked muscles which may pay, you know cause you a lot of pain which normally dancers have dancers have problems like corn calluses joint pains back pains uh you know muscle pains sometimes injury to the muscle sometimes when they take gutban ka chakkar their uh, you know uh, knees crack so these are the problems they have so you really need to go and take care of yourself take supplements whatever is required and uh, eating is definitely a part of it but stretching regularly before dance warm up before dance and cool down after dance that is important take good breathing exercises uh, to have a good circulation in the body because it's a cardiovascular when you do a lot of kathak you'll see you are losing you are gasping for breath so these warm up and cool down helps you to have a better control on your breathing structure so stretching out uh regular uh, weight training shapes up shapes your thighs shapes your hands gives you a better velocity while you're taking chakkar so these are scientific ways of improving your dance without actually creating any unnecessary pressure on your 
body parts is very important which i think is completely missing when it comes to indian dance scenes here it's rigorous it's important for all the ballet dancers contemporary dancers to go through but when it comes to indian dancers there's no any regime present for them neither there's any infrastructure or understanding of how things should work when it comes to taking care of the body is completely missing in the indian dancing they will say oh look at the russian dancers they are so good in the body because of their infrastructure they have better gyms better uh, equipments once you know what are the do's and don'ts you will not go back to the same lifestyle again yeah okay. uh, thanks i think that really helps a lot because if you don't know that you just think dancing burns so many calories and that should be enough right. to sustain right. You, right but right that's Absolutely. not the case clearly no 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 and especially if you want to be a performer if you want to be a teacher then it's okay then you drink and dance that's okay but if you want to be a performer people will pay money to see you then you owe it to the people that you are in a position to give them the return on the, of their money and when they go home they will say oh what a great performance we saw great performance comes when your the entire attention is on your art and not on your body but if somebody comes and say oh she was too heavy to dance that is not a good thing they took home and they will say oh every kathak dancer is like that we don't want people to think like that whereas i don't want to say that you know making fun is okay no don't let yourself become fun of another person's uh, you know vicious mind try to work upon your body these days there are a lot of options for you it is not 20 years back that you don't have options the world is pretty much free there is so many youtubes so you should not have any excuse to say that i'm not taking care of my body the way i should adopt a good lifestyle and go ahead and take it as a you will do great that's awesome and since you we touched about teaching that would be a good segue now could mm-hmm. you uh, and i'll go deeper into this but could you tell me a little bit about how you are as a teacher and and what your practice so i normally do a lot of online teaching most of the time i do teach in person in chicago but that's fairly new but most of the time i have taught online and uh, online has always been a struggle because obviously there is no uh, replacement of the in person teaching where you can see the body m- movements up close but uh, online gives you a lot of uh, uh, you know flexibility and one is to one interaction and uh, you know uh, the teaching methodology uh, methodology which i changed was uh, first of all translating it to in a language that young people understand so especially when you have kids indian kids from american setup so the biggest challenge is they are not from india so they don't understand specifically the language you want them to understand they know temple but not the way we know temple back at home so there are problems pronunciation pronunciation the pronunciation of the words are big difficulty second thing is like they don't understand the the setup of what mythological talk you are doing lyrics are a great hurdle for them to understand so what i do basically i try to first break these stories up in a way they can understand then i show them good expression and bad expression and tell then ask them to differentiate and which one they think is better what are their choices so i give them choices this helps to bond this helps to bond second thing those days where you could just lash out on kids are gone people don't want to make you uh, the kids teacher if you continue to lash them lash on them secondly they want uh, also a lot of stages these days parents don't have that uh, patience to wait years after years of sadhana and then no stage at the end of the day it's a performing art so it needs a stage so thanks to youtube premiere facebook premiere we know 
that we can schedule their performances on our channels because we have a good followers so we can do that so in a way parents are happy kids are happy you are happy because you are also giving them a real uh, challenge of performing in front of you know hundreds of people thousands of people online so that's how the uh, you know the notion of performances are changing it has from a big auditorium space has come down to a, a 9 into 4 inch phone and uh, you know that kind of setup so there are a lot of challenges but if the teachers are ready to withstand and continue to update themselves i don't think there is any challenge but yes you have to be polite you have to have a lot of patience and you need to know how you are going to translate your dance into a language they understand and then teach and so how long have you been teaching aindadi i have been teaching since 1998 eight so you've been doing online since so when did you move to no, online no 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 when i was in india i did, i have my school there okay so my kids are still there so i taught there uh, in person when i came to states i started online okay so that's been like 5 years plus then right yes okay so yes. you've been teaching for significantly long pre pandemic yes, it's fa- fairly teacher. rare in kathak yes i have been mostly my teacher more than performer i have been mostly teacher yes that's awesome so what platforms did you start out with using i guess everyone's using zoom now but what was it like when you first started online teaching skype okay we uh, used skype Okay, got it. So, I guess was it a huge? Uh, did you? I guess so. For you, pandemic-wise, was there a huge change since you were no, already teaching no, online? No, 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 not at all. Because you know, I saw that the parents were much more worried than me. They said, mm-hmm. "Does it work, ma'am?" I said, "It does," and it did. Okay. So I know things will change, and you know, once it changes, it never goes back the way it is. You know, you you will also see after five years, companies are not going back to in-person stuff. They are doing everything online because that's how. So it's getting set. You know, trends trends are getting set. Like you and me are talking online, so we don't even think of that. I will fly down to you, or you will fly down to me to talk about it. When you when the technology has made it easier, so that's that's a new normal, and we need we need to embrace that new normal. That's awesome. I guess yeah. For me, the biggest thing about online teaching has been that I have my own space to my own, and I'm not butting elbows with anyone to the left and right. So it's easy to move right. around, and I have my own space. Right. So that's been fun that way. And yeah, online has right. been great. So. i guess when uh, you talked about you uh, like um, you can't be super you know you can't lash out at your students and i guess that's no. not there's never a good reason to anyway so when it comes to enforcing good habits and getting them to do riyas and you know telling them that this will you know you have to practice after class as well how do you enforce right, those habits right. with the so what, can do yeah what i tell them that you know once let's say i taught you this tukda and toda and i said sweetheart can you just uh, send me a video when you are done and they do it and you know what i do to spark their imagination that is another important aspect of teaching dance sparking their imagination they should not be your copycats they need to have a mind of their own sometime uh, i tell them okay i'm giving you a small song just compose the first four lines with the kind of steps i have taught you and send it to me and once they do it and i send them sometime you know sometime a gift card or maybe lot of uh, appreciation appreciation work wonders from it if you are not a good if you are not that teacher who appreciates your student i'm telling you're a blunder as a teacher a teacher has a huge potential to shape a disciple's life if every time i'm not saying that you need no, you should not be critical critical you should be critical in a place where you should be which is out of 10 time maybe one time you critical then that time the student also takes you seriously that yes i'm sure my guru meant something that is why she is being critical but every time you think that this is the right way 
just criticize the child and he will do good he will do opposite of that he will lead the dance that's what you don't want you need to be constructively critical and give them a lot of space to improve and say you can do better than this can you share send me a video that's why that's how i do checks and balances i tell them come back to me okay this this is 3 days time can you just uh you know remember the padhan i'm sending you the padhan now do it and send me a video now do this and send me a video so that's why that's how i keep a track of how how they are working and when they do it i put a gift on them like maybe a 5 dollar gift nothing but an appreciation of a reward for what they have diligently because they are a 6 year 7 year old girl so yeah it is important to appreciate them as much as i can. that's awesome that you're using that positive reinforcement technique and guess that helps them come back and right. so and how do you feel about so now that you have these many students you've been teaching for a while how do you feel about the future do you see some of them taking up this full time how do you feel about their future prospects ah uh, if we continue in the same direction which many dancers like tarika is doing see tarika is, has taken it in a way at least not full time but at least she has taken it in a quite a big way so i'm sure the influences have been positive on her that is why as second generation third generation indian they are taking it as a profession so if we channelize them in a right way where we can show them that in, in kathak as a dance has an international aspect to it i'm sure they will find no problem in blending their dancing art uh, with the mainstream ballet and contemporary and modern dance because you are giving them the required vocabulary to combine their art and blend them with the uh mainstream art do you have to strengthen them with these uh, equipments these tools so that they don't face problem that oh it's a south south asian diaspora dance we don't want it it's as mainstream as your dances but the vocabulary is not present so if we teachers equip them with the required vocabulary required movements and required uh, body technique with a good screenplay and story to blend into the mainstream they are good to go i remember once uh, ananya chatterjee said in one of the interview we were having a facetime video call conference and she said i only learned odissi and i work on it she have created a uh, you know a dance form called yorcha combining odissi and uh, chau so you can do this kind of stuff you don't need to learn other dance arts to show that your dancing art is as good as them it is already as good as them it is just we are missing on uh, the contemporary issues so kathakars can take up lot of social issues social justice issues to have a broader audience to have a broader understanding of audience they can use various languages take up spanish take up english and show human emotion emotions don't change uh, when you change the continent they remain the same so we can work on if we are even uh, deriving from our mythology do it in a way people understand just like people have recognized gandhi as a philosopher people will recognize your mythology as as it is but you need to have a strong foundation there you need to have a groundwork if you are not able to do it uh, the same you know you will be stuck in where you are things have to change every year. bollywood has changed hollywood has changed you also have to change. change is the way you can survive if you don't change with the time nothing changes your art dies that is profound <laughs> and I guess this reminded me of something I wanted to ask you, which I didn't put in the notes. Um, that you talked about social activism, and I've one of the things I came across while researching you is that activism and spreading that a message through art has been a big part of your performances. Right. Right. Uh, so, what are the what are the social messages and what are the injustices in the play system that you see that you're passionate about that you that you're spread that you'd like to spread a message about? Right. So we did something on COVID. 
like how we can uh, you know putting ourselves in the shoes of a doctor i also did one on the depression where i talked about like we have a long list of friends but not a friend a real friend whom we call who we can call our own and th- the third could be a uh, reinviting reinventing uh, not reinventing actually uh, creating different storyline from the from our mythology like showing meera in a positive light showing radha in a positive light not always as a friend of the mainstream male characters these things need to change as a dancer i could not show a lot of stuff uh, which my heart does not say yes to because then i will have a constant uh, i will have a battle with my conscience so for me uh, let's say drug problem is another problem animal rights could be another problem environment may already dancers have done a lot of stuff but still it's a relevant deforestation people are doing uh, the displacement of the indigenous people and women are the worst hit women those are the places where that's why i said if you have a degree in anthropology history psychology psychiatry uh, you know these these are social studies is a good subject to understand human kind and then create a like i had a political science background so i could understand a lot of stuff what's going on so tribal people so dance could be a great medium even the immigration issues people are facing this could be a great medium to highlight upon the problems faced by different groups and different interest groups so dance has a profound effect dance as an dance as an art has a profound effect on preaching giving a message not some, not always a conclusion but a reflection more of a reflection so the scope is huge it's only we need to have a different lens and perspective to uh, honor it and to explore it and for that there is a lot of education which goes in you have to read a lot of literature so it's not a 2 minute maggy game for lot of dancers for the mainstream dancers kathak dancers it's easy because they just do taal and todas and tukras and they don't they forget about uh, uh, these problems they don't have to deal but you have to also understand kathak was actually a dance which ignored the plight of local people because it was a dance wajid ali shah did wajid ali shah was a man who never thought of you know his uh, subjects he was not at all worried about how the kingdom is working and how what it is he loved art and kathakars were great in like keeping him in that hypnotic environment that everything is all right outside like you see shatanj khiladi the world is burning but wajid ali shah is playing chess that what kathak did kathak was a dance coming from the promoters of art who were sadly the nawabs so nawabs had a huge disconnect social issues was never a part of kathak so i think if you are calling it as a dance of a storyteller that you have a then you have a better understanding of social issues and just not stick to the romantic ideas which do not have any connection to the real world life is not romantic all the time it's good for entertainment but if it's only up to entertainment this is great but if you want to take up social justice and social issues then you have to really come out with something interesting which people will enjoy people will have uh, you know it, it should evoke thought process and on the other hand sends out a, so these are very difficult jobs but it needs a lot of work i don't know how much dancers are willing to put out that effort that calls for a lot of okay and so in terms of um, say i guess we'll get to this uh, in terms of issues you you did a, it put out a recent video about body shaming um mm. could you tell us i guess we'll get into i had some specific questions about it but could you tell us a little bit about why why you feel that's a necessary that's a pertinent topic today i know yeah so what happens is like when i was a kid i already said in that video i was on the heavier side and al- although i ha- i was bullied in my school but 
you know when i went to uh, you know my dancing institution they ignored my art completely they knew i was a good dancer i had little uh, you know affinity for uh, you know uh, movements and expression so however i tried to uh, influence them with my art it always came down to the one thing you are so overweight you are so overweight you look ugly you know those kind of things breaks heart of a 10 year old and 11 year old and those are formative years of life and those formative and any uh, you know incident heart breaking incident in those years will always be etched in your mind so that continued with me i was terrified frankly speaking pramit i was terrified to go in front of male because i know male dancers will also laugh at me these girls these senior dancers will laugh at me so that fear even if they're not laughing at me i've always felt that they are doing because every dance every teacher did the same you are very fat it is not good we can't give you mainly we can't give you that lead no 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 some people didn't take me in programs for the simple reason i was overweight but the worst part was their own kids were overweight so that confused me very much that why it is like that their own kids are so heavy and they are getting all main leads and since i don't come from that kind of family uh, i am not getting the required chance and my parents knew the problem but they couldn't help me because they don't have a background they are art connoisseurs but art connoisseurs and art promoters are two different thing they don't have any hand in helping me out i tried to go to vlcc at that time there was a vlcc who was into weight training and they said okay and it, this is happening to an 11 12 year old girl who's in eighth or ninth class trying to lose weight in all ways possible then i did crash diets i did every bad thing you can think of just to control i was so skinny that i used to have vertigos people said oh now you are looking so skinny you look dark you look tanned you look this and that so the comparison of the looks always stayed in my mind and there when i was in fifth standard and this teacher said oh you are very heavy you should wear this kind of dress that kind of dress you should not wear this dress don't come without a chunni it gives a bad impression on uh, tabla wala so these kind of you know sarcastic remarks and then i realize i'm sure it's not only happening with me it's happening with other dancers also it's just not they're talking about it people intentionally do it they have some issues in their home and these gurus will come and say something to you they may derive some kind of fun out of it but it breaks you completely so that's why i thought body shaming is a very important part of dance understanding the dance that you don't have a right to say in a fun way uh, to any person that you look ugly or you should be like this or your weight should be like that your body should be like that because you don't know what kind of background or what kind of disease or what kind of problem a he or she might have in their home you just said it and you don't even know what could the repercussions be maybe your uh, fellow mates are making fun of you tabla wala is making fun of you sarangi wala is making fun of you kam khaya karo you never know how nasty they could be so as a teacher it is your duty not to say all these things to anybody and uh, basically ignite other people to go against you they did they happily did all of these gurus i'm telling you the ones i did not mention they are all big names and they're happily doing it happily so i thought it's a very important pertinent point that when somebody comes to learn dance you should not make comments on how he or she looks where alternatively you cannot offer them anything in a positive way that okay join a gym or a let's say kathakendra you went to kathakendra kathakendra had no has no subject on body uh, uh, you know control maybe uh, weight control they have no subject like that you go to a ballet school you'll find that they have certain regime to how to control their bodies these people don't have any regime it's a big school it is a big degree 
स्कूल का तकेंद्र इज कम्प्लीटली लाइक अ डिग्री कॉलेज बट दे डोंट हैव एनी रीजी मदर देन कथक योगा एंड तबला पखावज सिंगिंग डन so these girls end up being to uh, you know this they end up uh, putting on weight because they don't know how to do anything about it and not everybody has access to good internet that they will go for beach body don't have access to good equipments that they will go and buy barbells or uh, dumbbells to shape up their body so without knowing the socio economic background of the student you're making fun breaking that person in and out to the extent that they are getting shy they are becoming underconfident they become suicidal depression you don't know what exactly you are causing so i thought it was a call i need to take so that at least if if 10 are watching me they can go and say this to their guru let next time you don't do it once you stand up for yourself second time i don't think anybody will dare do that to you so promise it's very important yes sort of dance with their hair on their head so what will they do they will start growing their hair hair on that award गंजे हो गए हो तुम्हारा तो कोई डांस ही नहीं देखेगा दिस का नेस्टी कॉमेंट्स आई हैव सीन इवन बॉयज आर नॉट स्पेयर्ड नोबडी स्पेयर्ड दिस इज अ बैड वर्ल्ड ओनली दे डोंट स्माइल ऑन इट से आई डिडंट लाइक इट एंड नेवर से दैट विल स्टॉप एंड सो आई हैड अ क्वेश्चन अबाउट दैट एंड व्हेन इट कम्स टू कंफ्रंटिंग देम एंड कंफ्रंटिंग योर बॉलीज और कंफ्रंटिंग समवन हु इज सेइंग समथिंग वुड यू रेकमेंड एड्रेसिंग इट इन द मोमेंट व्हेन everyone yeah. around or doing yeah. it in private how would you go about no, it no no i don't think because if just see for once is it getting a is it becoming a trend if it is becoming a trend then you need to work on let's see ek bar bola to i think you can say it privately ki i i uh, you know i did not like it so um, next time if you don't say it in public so i will really appreciate but if you see he didn't stop and he did not take that uh, you know hint from you and mm-hmm. said it again publicly then you understand he's just a regular bully Yes. Then, so, yes. So I, I guess another question on that. I guess a big problem people will have is that we tend to revere our gurus and see them in this on this pedestal. So right. as students who are trying to, you know, tell their gurus otherwise, how do they work through that and get through to them? What do you recommend for them? You can say them like when it comes to guruji, obviously you can shout on him in front of people, right? Right, right. But tell them guruji, आपने जो ये बात बोला मुझे थोड़ा सा खराब लगा. मैं जानती हूँ I am I am on the heavier side. i'm working on it but i will really appreciate if you don't say this publicly okay. i did not like i mean aapko pata nahi aap you know after you say these words to me how hurting these are where i cannot control let's say i eat one chapati i may get 5 pounds more weight than anybody else who eats 10 chapatis that's how metabolism work every body is different every family setup is different every dna is different so how come everybody can have the same body they cannot have it and even if you want in a good spirit that dekho koi bhi teacher pramit if he is if he has good intentions for you na will not say publicly that you look you look fat you are overweight if he has good intentions for you because everybody know that it's hurtful to say that but if you see it's just a trend bahut moti ho gayi ho kam khaya karo uthti ho baith nahi pati ho baithti uth nahi pati ho he knows these are hurting he knows that he she knows that what they are saying they are 7 50 60 years old they, they by that time they should know what hurts and what not so in that case you have to tell them politely taking them inside the like, guruji what you said today uh, was kind of hurting for me i will really appreciate and request you not to repeat this because once you do it you are inviting others to follow the suit and then it becomes completely difficult for me to come down to class and practice my art because half the time i'm only thinking about my body instead of the art your purpose is repeated my purpose is different. so be amicable but be direct and straightforward that is very important i realize i have done that and i have facilitated all these right and so that's from a student perspective so say if a student 
came and what would you say for parents? So say if a student came and disclosed this to their parents that this is happening in class, how would you recommend parents handle? Normally, parents are very smart these days. Mm-hmm. They just pull up their kids. You know, those days are gone, but hey, koi baat nahi, your guru is saying he just wants your good. Those days are uh, gone. They are very uh, straightforward these days. Parents are very blunt. They come and say something which you may not like, or they will simply just pull off their kids. So there are other teachers who will uh, be much better to my kids, so I need you. But if you're a needy kid, or you have come from a very modest background, or maybe a, a background where teachers are revered, I mean, in that case, parents don't support the student, but that is not right, because at the end of the day, two things will happen. Either the child will self-harm, the student will self-harm, or secondly, he will not dance. Because he will always have this thing in his mind, the back of his mind that I am not suitable for dance because I don't look good. It all comes down to your looks because somebody has taught you that. A thing which is out of your control, you cannot control your color, you cannot control your height, you cannot control your tummy. You can work on it, but it cannot be a perfect zero shape like you see in the TVs and movies, right? So, you know, it takes time. Even if you start doing that, it takes time. But by the time, these gurus' words just break. So, I think the best put forward is be amicable, but tell them. And if you think it's getting a trend, it's getting a pattern, they are not stopping. It's time to say goodbye to the okay, that. And um, the, is the next thing I want to ask you is since we're talking about uh, in a different context, we're talking about packing your bags and going to a different guru. Earlier, we used to, we had this mentality where you need to be with one guru all the time. And now right. it's in the, the things are changing. For whatever reason, you might train under different gurus. You might have different gurus at the same time or... You know, you might move mm-hmm. or just uh, fit. So, uh, what is your take on just training under different gurus over the course of your career? How does that affect? See, uh, I trained under three to four gurus. So the thing is, like, uh, you will connect. There, there are certain things I don't know how to put in words. You just connect with that guru. You just think that he's right for you. One year, two year will tell you that he or she is your actual one or not. So let's say I started with one, and I thought that I'm not learning much from her. And then I went to Kathakendra. Then I worked on the Raju Guruji. Raju Guruji was amazing. Raju Guruji was very soft, calm and quiet. But only issue with him was he was at the peak of his career. So he didn't have much time for his evening students. or Because, you know, he's all the time he's performing, right? Half of the time he was performing. Till now he's performing. And think he was in his early 30s or I think late 30s. So he was in the peak time. So that happens with a performer that you don't get much of their time because they are busy. But when I came to Maharajji, uh, I mean, Jaikishan Maharaj, which is, uh, you know, he's the son, eldest son of uh, Bade Maharajji. He is really passionate about arts. He's a teacher. He has, he's no more a performer. He's a teacher. And somehow I felt like my style of dance somehow resonates with his vision of dance. And there we clicked. There we clicked. It's, it's a kind of click. It's very natural and spontaneous. And you will understand that this is the guru I was looking for. It will come from your, your within. That he is the guru I was with. He is the one who can shape me. The way I want to be shaped. So there is no thin line that one guru is... You know, you have to also see whether that one guru in, in, uh, in whom you are putting so much investment and faith is giving something to you in return. Like a lot of gurus put you under their discipleship for long, long years where you don't get any stage. Always remember performing arts need stage. That is one of the biggest part of the training. How to perform on the stage. If you don't know that thing, your dance education doesn't mean anything. Something which never goes on stage because that is the end result, end product of the 
training that you have to be on this so if you see that you are over the years not getting any exposure even if you know that you are a good dancer you have established your benchmarks and still not getting it it's time to call off and go to another guru and see how it is it's just like changing from spectrum to verizon both are good don't can you say verizon is not good and spectrum is not they're good it's just shifting to another provider and see how he takes up does he gives you a better uh, you know feedback about your style can he tells can he tell you about what where the things you can improve like with maharaj ji that was a thing uh, raju guru ji gave you material but he didn't have much time to come back and tell you that you know uh, anandita do his this way that way he's a great man and i completely understand because he doesn't have much time he doesn't have much time so when i went to maharaj ji cuz maharaj ji was a full time teacher he could tell you the areas of improvement and in the improve your you are not doing good here you need to improve on your feet on your on your hands on your movements on your techniques so i learned on that i have immense respect for these two people in my five under my five guru these are the two gurus i have a complete respect and faith on they never made fun they never were bad they were very so i am really blessed on okay uh, that really helps and in terms of say uh, future projects and things um i know it's covid so it's a little hard to talk about but are there any future projects and um of yours that you're excited about that you want to discuss yeah so we have some projects coming up in the pipelines one is the already i said that we are doing something on ramayan uh you know with mandala arts you will be able to see it online in november one of the dates in november i need to know i'll have my flyers up outside uh, on the social media and uh, another we are working with uh, another pakistani group uh, on on a uh, something on hope what lies next in the new year maybe on 2nd and 3rd january we are working on what the next year have in uh, in store for us maybe more hope more love more bliss when it we come out of the darkness of 2020 so we are already working with the musicians and the organizers and uh, we will be soon starting our rehearsals we are do it in person maybe on weekends with the social distancing protocols and um, but we are very excited about it and uh, there's one couple of project coming with the wisconsin dance council um, and we have the town hall meetings coming up and we are and one good thing which happened during this time is we were able to collaborate uh, and have great meetings with dancers indian dancers all over the country we got dancers from new york Minnesota, uh, UK, Dubai, they all came over and we had this, uh, it was convened by Rajika Puriji. She was the one who started this and we from every corner of our life came together on Sundays to talk about the future of dance and we were able to get such good uh, pointers and highlights of what lies next and what are the challenges and how can we circumvent to the challenges to create uh, more uh, thriving arts. that's how we see we are hopeful we are artists we are hopeful we just need to change our ways to fit with the uh, current world that's all understood and that the and i guess this is my final question to you um, yeah. so and you've touched upon this a little bit but it seems to me that for you kathak is just not you know getting a paycheck or becoming famous or just performing um, leaving an impact and you know making your mark here and doing something for kathak so when all said and done when you you know you and your kind of in the weeds in it now but what would you like your legacy and impact to be when it comes to katha that's an amazing question uh, pramit my legacy would be to think out of the box take up question my point is even if the tradition taught you something where Ra- krishna and radha had a different kind of understanding 
focus on Radha now. Time has come to focus on Radha now. You know, kind of explore her character more. Explore the women characters in the mythology more. Question as an artist. See where, you know, as a legacy, not only questioning the movement, like Kumi Ben questioned the movement. Why, why traditional movement should be like this? Be geometry. Use geometry. See the movement. I want to question the, you know, storyline itself. Where we can change how we can change how we can acclimatize with the bigger world can we do something about all the burning issues even if it's not burning even from the uh, point of view of uh, entertainment can we do something with the folk arts can we do something uh, you know can we take some of the more can we enrich the vocabulary more can we make the vocabulary more easy for people to understand can we have more books like my son was learning piano and piano has such good books for little kids that the little kids could understand the workbook so easily they had uh, small jokes small worksheets this kind of stuff needs to come for kathak a kathak book which can interact with the young kids because young kids are our next hope we have to enrich the vocabulary of movements storylines and that's my legacy would be question the art question can we make it more beautiful can we make it more strong can we address what every different group talks about can we show women in good lights not always from the perspective of ram not always from the perspective of karna but also from the perspective of kunti and radha and sita we need to change the storylines and put more weight on the other characters, even if we are going traditional. Social justice issues are huge. You can just sieve in and take whatever you make out. But since it's a traditional art, we need to uh, question the tradition itself. Long has been shown that Shiva has been the power center. Now we need to put our focus more on Durga. We need to put focus more on the other gender too. That's what I think should be the call of the that's awesome Antadi. um thanks for sharing that uh, yeah that brings me to the end of this uh really appreciate you coming to the great conversation always, thank you like, so always. much i am appreciate i'm so appreciative of your uh, podcast and that you're doing and archiving it because you know the questions you're posing are so beautiful and gives us so much uh, space to think and reflect upon i'm really thankful for doing it. really yeah, yeah. thanks